Is the concept of reimagined being flubbed by Nike and Jordan brand? We'll get into that this week on Fire Footwear. What's up, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of Fire Footwear. As always, this is your host, Matt Freights. I hope that this finds you well. I hope that you are happy, and I'm so very glad that you are here. I want to thank you all for tuning in last week. Obviously, last week's topic was a little bit controversial in the fact that I was taking some shots, not necessarily directly, but I was taking some shots at probably the preeminent sneaker news outlet, and that was Complex. I don't mean to be a hater on Complex. I just think that it's important when you talk about news outlets, it goes to every type of news outlet that you look into. You want to make sure that you are making sure that they're on the up and up because it's very important. And I think that Complex themselves doesn't necessarily have your average sneakerhead in mind. And I consider that you and me. But when I was thinking about Complex, I started realizing that when we talked about value last week, the idea of value means something different to you and me. Obviously, I gave you what I think of value when it comes to sneakers, but that's not how everybody necessarily thinks. And a lot of people use other items to derive value in other types of ways. And when I thought about Complex, Complex, I realized that there was maybe something inherent to complex that made people put different types of value on it. And I realized that that value had nothing to do with money. It was all about opinion. And when I looked at the sneaker culture at large, I realized that many people probably take something like a shoe, and it doesn't matter what shoe it is, whether it's hype or not. And they have some factors that go into why they feel a certain way about a shoe. Obviously, a lot of the OG Air Jordans fall into that category. And I thought about those and realized that, wow, a lot of OG Jordans have a lot of value to a lot of people for reasons that have absolutely nothing to do with what the sneaker community is doing with them. And that's where the idea of value has a little bit more of a complex definition. And so I want to take the reimagined series and really apply this idea of value to it, because I think that the reimagined series is a great way or a great example of what I'm talking about when it comes to value. And let me give you an example. Complex last week was talking about the Jordan 4 bread reimagined or the black and red reimagined, depending on what era of sneakers you grew up in. It's either bread or black and red. But the reimagines, which are going to be coming out in February, one day after my birthday, by the way, are going to have leather on them, really nice leather, when the OG version of them has that new buck or durabuck that we're all used to. They re-released their retro to pair of those in 2019. That's one of my most famous sneaker wins ever as I was driving. I love those. And Joe LaPuma was talking about the fact that it was borderline sacrilegious to him that they were going to be taking away that new buck. And I thought about it and I was like, wow, okay, so Joe LaPuma has a lot of value in the OG aesthetic of the Jordan 4 black and red. And I thought about the Reimagined series. And now if you remember way, way back when we heard the rumors of the Jordan 1 Chicago, we thought it was going to be a retro release. And many people rejoiced in that fact. And as the details came out, we found out that it was going to be a reimagined version of it. Now, the Jordan 1 Chicago ended up coming out and being called the Jordan 1 Lost and Found. It was a reimagined version of the Jordan 1, but it had a different story to tell. And that story was very, very specific about a shoe being found in a mom and pop store from 1985 and having a lot of those worn aesthetic to it or having a worn aesthetic to it. I thought the story was actually really neat. 
The execution was flawless, in my opinion, outside of the fact that other people got mold in their shoes, but that's a that's a QC issue. But I thought that the execution of the idea was almost flawless. It was actually a wonderful idea. And of course, every time something is a major hit in sneakers, or really in any avenue or any industry, you're going to have a saturation of that market. We've talked about saturation of sneakers many, many times here, so that's not what this is about. So Jordan Brand, of course, decides to strike while the iron is hot, and they're going to take another very, very famous and very, very popular Jordan silhouette and Jordan colorway and the Jordan 3 white cement. Now, you could argue that the black cement is the more popular of the two. Either way, the white cement is a fantastic shoe. But the point is, is that they take a very, very famous and beloved Jordan colorway and give it the reimagined treatment. Now, that was a very, very fire shoe. But one thing that I noticed is that the reimagined idea behind it was a little bit less nuanced than the Jordan 1 Lost and Found. This really wasn't a Lost and Found release. It was just a weathered release or a pre-weathered release. And so I thought, hmm, I wonder what this is going to be like as they start to do more and more of these because rumors have circulated about this Jordan 4. We know that there is a confirmed release date for that. There is also the Royal and Black Toes that we know about as well. And we've seen a lot of pictures of them. Some people actually have them in hand. And that one, to me, is a little bit less reimagined in the fact that all they're doing is switching out some materials on it. And so it made me wonder to myself, I wonder if the idea of reimagined is thought of differently in my mind than it is in other people's minds, because I think that the Jordan 1 lost and found really set a high bar in what could be done as it relates to being reimagined or sort of going back and revisiting a beloved colorway. And I think what's happening, at least to my eye, is that they're phoning it in a little bit. And so I'm kind of wondering what the value is of these sneakers now, because I think a lot of people are looking at these very, very popular shoes and thinking to themselves, I would much rather have a retro of these than the reimagined version of them. Now, again, with the Jordan 4 and the Jordan Royal, we don't have those in hand. The Jordan 1 Lost and Found was kind of panned as an idea, and once people got it in hand, they realized that it was a fantastic shoe. The Jordan 3 sold out instantly. That is a fantastic shoe. It didn't have QC issues to go along with it, but now it's seemingly like it's going to become more and more tired. And so value. A lot of people value the OG aesthetic. They value the OG nature of a shoe. And that's why a lot of people are in the culture, because they have been around long enough, myself not included in this category, to remember the old days, to remember when all of those shoes came out and when they were something that there really aren't today. And so I went back into the Jordan and honestly, just the Nike catalog and thought, what if Nike actually went full bore into this reimagined idea? What if it was about actually reimagining a shoe and not necessarily just about a money grab? What shoes would we or I like to see reimagined in a true fashion? But before we get to that, a word from our sponsor, New Era Caps. What's up, everyone? Iceman here. New Era Cap is the official headwear provider of the MLB, NFL, and the NBA and a global brand of sport, culture, and self-expression for over 100 years. Whether it's to match your fit of the day or root on your favorite sports team, New Era Cap will always have you covered. As a born and raised New Englander and former marathon runner, the Boston Marathon holds a special place in my heart. The Red Sox New Era City Connect Series, designed in the Boston Marathon's colors, are a great reminder to me of my heritage, my past, present, and future on full display. I wear this hat often, both on and off camera. If you want to support your favorite team, wear what the players wear, or accentuate your favorite pair of sneakers, New Era has you covered. Shop the official headwear by visiting neweracap.com slash Iceman and use code Iceman at checkout and get 15% off. That's right, 15% off. Get after it and save now. 
So before the break, we talked about reimagining of shoes and we talked about silhouettes or colorways that I would like to see given a reimagined treatment, a true reimagined treatment. So let's go through some of those. We obviously know about the Jordan 4. We know about the Jordan Royal. Those executions have already seen pictures. We've already seen leaks. Honestly, I think the Jordan 4 bread is going to be really, really awesome. I just think it's going to take people seeing them in hand or feeling them in hand to really give it a chance. I'm not so sure about the Royal Toe, but hey, they are where they are. But what other famous Jordan silhouettes would be given a reimagined treatment that people would be hesitant at first, but would probably embrace as they came out? And I thought, let's go for a big bang right off the bat. The Jordan 11 Concord. What makes the Jordan 11 Concord so special? It's the use of the patent leather. That's really what it is. The Jordan 11 has a very, very special place in the lineage of Jordan brand because of what it represented when Michael came back and everything that Tinker Hatfield put into making that design what it was. It was a very, very custom design and they wanted to come out with a bang. The history and lore behind that shoe is legendary, to be honest. And there have been many, many great Jordan 11 colorways along the way. It's actually one of the most retro shoes ever. There is a Christmas release just about every single year. It's a shoe that has a firm place in sneaker culture. So what would happen if they gave the Jordan 11 Concord an actual reimagined treatment? I think that it would throw a lot of people for a loop, but I think that there are a lot of possibilities and I would love to see them try to do that. Take away the patent leather, take away the other elements of it, and maybe try to give us an art form that could actually be a fire shoe that still has the look of the Jordan 11 Concord, but is giving it to us in a much different way that has a little bit more thought behind it. The Jordan 5 is an interesting one because you could make the argument that the off-white Jordan 5s that Virgil Abloh did, both the black and the white colorway, could be considered a reimagining of that shoe. I would say that they're more like an artistic piece of that shoe, more along the DIY series. The reimagining is a little bit different. I think reimagining, it's not just switching out materials, but I think trying to put a different spin on it, but it still has the look and feel of what we all know. So the Jordan 5 is kind of complicated, and I'm going to go away from OG colorways on this, and I think that the Jordan 5 Tokyo would be a really, really great release. Why? Well, the Jordan 5 Tokyo is one of the most famous, if not the most famous, Jordan 5 of all time. The yellow aesthetic is completely different than any of the OG colors that we see on any of the Jordan models, and I think that it would be a really, really great project for them, Nike I'm talking about, and Jordan brand, to take that shoe and give it a different spin. People would go nuts for it, especially if the execution is on point. It's a shoe now that is 12 years old, bordering on 13 years old. We haven't seen another release of it. We probably won't. So if they're not going to give us the original, this would be a great way to give sneaker culture a nod to that shoe while also giving some new people a different interpretation of it. I think that would actually be really, really cool. The Jordan 6 is obviously a very, very famous Jordan in the Jordan line. Jordan obviously won his first title in 1991 with that. And so the Jordan 6 has a lot of colorways that are of the OG variety, but I'm going to stray away from the OG again here, and I'm going to say the Jordan 6 Bordeaux would be fantastic. See, they could really go through and give it a luxury feel to it. I'm thinking about like an Amamanier feel to it because the color palette is very, very similar. It's a little bit drab, but I think with that hit of Bordeaux, you can really, really make it shine. Now think about like a quilt pattern. Think about some velvet there. There's a lot of ways that they can go about making that shoe a very, very premium experience. And it not only has the lineage because the Jordan 6 is obviously a silhouette that people recognize, but then you give it that luxury feel. And that's one of the things that has made the Amamanier series stand out so much is that they are really a luxury shoe. That's really the experience that you're getting. So I think that that would be a really cool avenue to explore. 
You can't go back in Nike's history and not give the Air Max One its flowers in terms of what it means to this brand. It almost literally saved the brand. It gave Tinker Hatfield the ability to stand out amongst other people at a time when Nike really needed him. And so the Air Max One needs to have that reimagined treatment as well. Obviously, Air Maxes are a little bit different because the OGs have already kind of had a reimagining in the big bubble series, and they're going to be giving us more and more of those. So I think it would be a little bit repetitive to give you another one in the OG look. So we're going to go a little bit deeper into the catalog and probably give you the most famous, if not most popular Air Max one of all time, and that is the Atmos Elephant. Now you're thinking, wait a minute, how can they reimagine something that is iconic like that? Well, the elephant print had its time, if you think about it. And I think that they could try and take the elephant print, make it recognizable still, but maybe give it a more updated look, a more updated aesthetic. I think you could obviously switch out some materials in other ways. You can even get Atmos involved to make this reimagining happen. That would absolutely blow the water out of sneaker culture and people would just be flocking for these. You could even go a reimagine old school feel and give it a in-person only release. How amazing would that be? There's so many avenues that you can go in terms of reimagining, but I think that the Atmos Elephant would be amazing. It's a shoe that I've never seen in person. It's a shoe that I absolutely respect in terms of its place in the culture. So why not give it the reimagined treatment and give new sneaker heads a reimagined look of that shoe? You can't talk about the history of sneakers without talking about Nike SB Dunks. There's just no way. It's my favorite silhouette of all time, specifically Nike Dunk Lows. And I just think that you have to pull from that catalog to give it a reimagined look. And I was thinking, well, what kind of dunk would we be able to go back to? And I think you want to go a little bit crazy with this because there are a lot of very, very awesome dunks that have existed in the Nike SB line. But if you go back in time, a lot of those maybe didn't have the best materials. And what could we do with them today? So one that stands out to me that I think you could make a super, super luxury and premium experience are the diamond supply companies. People colloquially will call those the Tiffany's. I remember when the Tiffany Air Force Ones came out a little bit early this year, there was a lot of back and forth about, hey, there are no Tiffany dunks. They're the diamond supply company dunks. I know that I've been guilty of using that word because it's kind of become almost like a nickname for those dunks. But imagine the combinations that you could have with that croc print on there. You could have updated croc print that would actually be very, very soft, very, very supple. And then you could add some different materials. Instead of that sort of pleathery leather that creases very easily, maybe you could have like a nubuck, maybe you could have a suede, maybe you could even have a velvet. Give it some real luxury touch and I think you could have an absolutely top-notch dunk right there in a reimagined way. And I've always clamored for those old dunks to come back and be retro. They're never going to come back, but this would be a great way to do that and I would 100% sell my soul for a pair of those shoes. And last, I think that you have to give a nod to the Air Force One. The Air Force One is really the shoe that predates almost every single one of these shoes out here, more specifically the Jordan One. And if you remember, the Air Force One had its time on the basketball court. And it had a little bit of a low period once the Jordans and Dunks came out, but then it had a resurgence when it came to hip-hop culture. And we know this because I did an episode on it, if you want to go back and check it out. Audio only, of course. And the Air Force One needs to be given that nod. And if you're going to reimagine something, let's go all the way back to 1983 and the OG high white and silver. Now, these had that strap on the top and they looked a lot different. They definitely have a much, much dated aesthetic than a lot of the other shoes that are on here. But why not? You can even reimagine those in a very, very simple way. Give them the age look. But I know a lot of people 
friends of mine that would flock out for these because they grew up in a time when Air Force Ones were really, really popular, really, really big, and they grew up in those geographic areas in which the Air Force Ones were predominantly worn. And so this is a great, great shoe that I think you could 100% give a reimagined look to, and I think that it would sell, and maybe even give the Air Force One, more specifically the high top, a little bit more of a shine, so that when there were these new releases and collaborations for the Air Force One, they maybe sell a little bit better. And that would not only benefit sneaker culture, but that would benefit Nike as well. And now that we've done all this talk about reimaginings and possible releases that could happen in the future, let's get to the release of the week. Release of the week, where I like to give you a shoe that has caught my eye that is going to be releasing either close to or after the episode comes out. It's not always hype, very rarely is it. It's just a shoe that has caught my eye that I want you to know about so that you can have the experience of trying to go out and get it. Now, this particular entry, I have to admit, this is not really a super strong week in terms of sneaker releases. I mean, hey, there's 52 weeks in a year. They can't all be fire, right? The Whitaker Group, who obviously is a part of and owns Ama Manier, is coming out with a New Balance 9060. Now, if you remember the video that I did on my rotation, New Balance 9060s are a staple in my collection right now. And so I think that this is a great shoe from a comfort perspective. But the Whitaker Group is coming out with two colorways in what is called the Missing Pieces Pack. And the two colorways are considered Daydream Blue and Silver Moss Green. Specifically for me, I love the blue colorway, but then again, it's very, very close to the one that I have, so I would go for either one. Whenever the Whitaker Group comes out with a shoe, they are 100% given the full premium experience. You know that the materials are gonna be great. You know that the release is gonna be great, and so I think this is a shoe for you. It comes out on September 28th, so make sure that you have all your ducks in a row when you go out for that release, and I wish you luck. It is a shoe that I'm not gonna go for, but I'll tell you what, if I had the money right now and I wasn't trying to spend money on other things, I'd 100% be going for it. So I wish you all luck in that release. So let me ask you, when you think about these reimagined releases, what do you envision? And what are some shoes in the Nike and Jordan line that you would love to see reimagined? Get in touch with the show. At Fire Footwear Pod is the handle on Instagram. You can find the show on Facebook. Just search Fire Footwear, a sneaker podcast. You can find the show on YouTube. Fire Footwear, a sneaker channel. If you are watching on YouTube right now, don't forget to hit like and subscribe. If you are listening in the podcasting space, Apple, Spotify, or wherever it is that you are listening to your podcast, do not forget to hit like and subscribe. You can find the show on TikTok at Fire Footwear Pod is the handle to do that. Honestly, I'm just so happy that you all are here. I'm happy that you all are watching these videos and enjoying this podcast. And I wish you well. I hope this finds you well. I hope this finds you safe. And as always, I will talk to you next week. This is Fire Footwear. The opinions and viewpoints expressed on Fire Footwear are those of Matt Freights and his guests, and not necessarily those of the Matty Ice Media Network. Fire Footwear is exclusively owned by Matt Freights and is brought to you by the Matty Ice Media Network.